The Winding Stairs, Episode 5. Where is your courage? You have arrived at The Winding Stairs, a program dedicated to Masonic education and the art of self-improvement. I am your host, Juan Sepulveda, a professional artist and master mason, 32nd degree of the ancient and accepted Scottish Rite in Freemasonry. Hello and welcome once again to The Winding Stairs. Thank you very much for joining me on this episode 5 of The Winding Stairs. I am delighted that you've chosen to listen to this program. It has been long due, but it has been very enlightening to gather the information for this uh, episode. And I hope that you find it edifying once you finish listening to it. To give you an idea of what to expect from this episode, we will be covering the subject of courage. This t- uh, The episode is titled, Where is Your Courage? And I give you five places to look for courage. We will also be featuring another Masonic Conspiracy episode. So stay tuned to listen to the entirety of the show. I promise you it will be worthwhile. So let's jump right into the subject at hand. Where is your courage? I proposed this question to myself when I started doing the research for the episode, and I wanted to find good Masonic and things that pertain to your daily life that can help you to achieve courage. Well, first, why do you need courage in the first place? Well, of course, as we go through our journey through life, not everything that we encounter comes easy. Some things require some effort. Some things become very challenging. These challenges can sometimes be quite terrifying. It could be a matter of life and death, or it could be a matter of financial stability. It can be the beginning or the end of a relationship. So we are faced with decisions that are are made every day, and we need to be wise about how we engage with these decisions. But not just wisdom, courage is important. How we face these life decisions or these steps in life is going to determine the outcome of our life. So, by posing the question, where is your courage, I want you to think about what are the things that actually make you courageous. We can explore different places that you can resort to in order to find additional courage when you need it. And I'm going to give you five easy-to-remember places you can look for courage. And I hope that as you go through your daily life, you can remember these five places to look for courage. If you think about it this way, when you need to go find something specific, and I'll give you an example of uh, hardware material or a building material, you go exactly where you need it. The more information you have about what you need and where to find it, the easier it's going to be for you to embark on a numerous uh, amount of projects. So 
by having that knowledge beforehand, by knowing exactly where to go to get this, it's easier. You skip a lot of anguish and a lot of uh, search. So the place number one where you can look for courage is behind. Retrospection. When you look behind, look at past victories. Think of moments in the past, perhaps similar to what you're facing right now, that are going to give you confidence or they're going to give you that little bit of energy boost in order for you to actually face this challenge um, bravely. By looking back, we can only we can look at our example. We can look at the example of other people that have done things in the past. Having these previous victories can fill you with courage and fill you with that necessary boost to actually push through the fear. Being courageous doesn't mean being fearless. And that is a distinction that I, I, I'm very happy that I, that I learned that uh, some time ago. And I wish that I had learned it earlier because many times the decisions that we, that we face, they, they straight, they, they frighten us. So this doesn't mean that you're going to face challenges without fear. What it means, being courageous, is that you're going to face these challenges despite the fear. You're going to control your reaction to the fear, and you are going to embrace these new challenges. One example that comes to mind is embarking on a new venture, starting a new business. I'm sure that many uh, of the people that listen to to this program, they want to improve themselves or they're in the active desire to to find better ways of doing things or improving themselves. Sometimes embarking on a new business requires uh, a lot of courage. If you look at other people in the past that have been courageous in achieving that uh, self-employment decision, they have decided to, to embark on this challenge, they haven't done so without fear. And I'm sure that if you reach out to anybody that you admire that is a business owner and you ask them, did you have some sort of fear? Did you have any kind of hesitation before embarking on your, on your venture? More than likely, their answer is going to be yes. More than likely, people were afraid before they made a decision. They didn't wait to remove all fear before making the decision. And I encourage you to do things prudently, wisely. But even if you have fear, it is important that you move beyond the fear. You don't need to cancel fear in order for you to actual, actually make decisions and move forward in your, in your life. So what kinds of fears does a business a person that wants to start their own business, what kind of fears do they face? Sometimes it has to do with financial stability. Of course, one thing that we need to avoid as best as possible, and I tell you this from experience, is to incur debt that you can't actually handle. That To actually go and start your own business without having a lot of money to invest in it might be downright scary. Or if you have a financial stream that's steady, if you perhaps you have a um, you have a job that is very steady, that is very secure, or at least it seems 
uh, for the moment being, you can shut out that inner desire to have your own business if that's your is that if that's what your challenge is. You can't completely quiet that voice and ignore it. Regardless of how stable your 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 job is, you might be thinking of embarking on a new business, and perhaps it's going to take some creative some creative endeavor like getting more familiar with the business that you want to start before you you quit your job. The way that I did it, I had a, a corporate job back in 2004. I was seeing some some relative success within the business despite of my of my youth. I was being recognized for for my work and I was being rewarded by more responsibilities and perhaps different projects. But I'd really had a desire in my heart to become a full-time full-time artist. It was challenging. I was somewhat afraid of what it was going to take for me to actually do it. Now, where did I find the courage? One way that I achieved this was to look back. Look back at the people that I already knew that had successful businesses. And my father is an example of this. Um... My father had started numerous businesses by himself, and he is respected in the community for being for being a leader, for being a uh, a businessman. And I saw his success, and it encouraged me. It gave me that additional that additional confidence for me to actually embark on this scary decision of leaving what was a very stable job. And embark on this new venture and new new quest to live fully as an artist. Now, I'm not going to lie to you and, and say that it has been very easy. That I haven't faced challenges after making that decision. Because I did. Uh, it was difficult. It has been uh, a roller coaster. It has been an adventure that I wouldn't change for anything. But it was challenging. Was I fearless when I decided to to leave my steady job and and try to make a living as an artist? No, I was I was very fearful. I was fearful for my financial stability. I was fearful for for failure. I was deathly afraid afraid of failing, which in in its own way acted as a motivator and it moved me past that fear and allowed me to make the decision. Now. I wasn't careless and I wasn't irresponsible in the way that I actually made that transition. And, and remember, I'm using this example of, of, of being a business owner, being a self-employed, but there are many other things in which this actually applies. Um, and I would love to hear your opinion. If there's any challenge that you're facing, anything in particular that's uh, for which you need additional courage and you want examples of this, uh, make sure to comment on on the comment sections of the of the blog or perhaps through the social media that I'll give you links to later on. So I wasn't fearless in making my decision to to become a full-time artist, but I did make an advance despite the fear that I was facing. When you look at people that have triumphed in the past is one way of looking behind. Another way of looking behind for courage is looking at past failures. 
Yeah, granted, we want to sweep these under the rug. We want to ignore them. We want to avoid them. But it is important that the lessons that came with those challenges are not forgotten. So try to have a good balance at getting that motivation from previous victories and also the caution from previous failures. Remember, remember that if you continue to fail in the same manner over and over again, you will be discouraged. And you show progress and development by actually capitalizing on these failures. So looking back at examples in which you have been victorious or in moments that you have failed can give you that additional courage. Number two, the second place to look for courage, look inside. Introspection. We're taught uh, to look inside ourselves and to try to improve ourselves uh, through the lessons of Freemasonry. And introspection is crucial in the development of, of confidence, especially confidence that's going to help you push through the obstacles. How do you find courage looking inside? When you look at what actually the root of the fear is, are you afraid of failure? Are you afraid of embarrassment? Some people are even afraid of success. Some people are afraid of succeeding to a certain degree that they will end up disappointing people when they're not able to maintain that level. That's a legitimate fear. But when you're able to understand what's actually causing that 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 fear, you're able to then take action to counteract that fear. Is, is it your fear of a failure that's keeping you from making the decisions that you need to make? If that is so, then perhaps you need more evidence of the of the probability of success within the venture that you're trying to embark on. And the venture could be even a um, a relationship that you're seeking. Maybe you're af- you're afraid of of rejection. We all know that being rejected, whether it's in business, in love, or friendship, regardless of where it is, rejection hurts. It's it's uncomfortable and it could be discouraging. But don't let the fear of rejection hold you from actually attempting something. We need to be aware of the thing, things within us that are holding us back so that we can dominate them, control them, or perhaps uh, surpass them into achieving the things that we want to do. With the same intensity, we should look within ourselves also for the positive qualities that make us good candidates for succeeding in whichever in, in our endeavors. So you might have some qualities, you might have some strength that set you aside, that set you apart from the rest and give you that the qualification to actually make these decisions. Looking inside for courage helps you recognize what things you're strong in and what things you're weak in. For those things in which you're strong, you can capitalize on those and employ them in your decision making as best as possible. 
However, if you you feel you're weak in some of the things necessary to succeed in the in the project that you're embarking on, perhaps you need to pair up with other people that have a strength where you have a weakness. And there's no shame in having and recognizing that you have a weakness. Especially when we join Freemasonry, we are rough ashlers. We are a stone that needs further development in order for it to be of good fit for the building. So from the very beginning, we recognize that we are not perfect. There is room for improvement. And if we're doing things right, we are chipping away at those imperfections. So that introspection allows us to actually remove the superfluities and actually enhance the surface and become stronger in those uh, virtues and those talents that we might have. With the same zeal that you look for things that have that are preventing you from succeeding, with that same amount of energy, look inside for those virtues and those qualities that are going to make you succeed. Number three, another place to actually look for courage is look around circumspection when you actually look around and for example look at people look at your peers look at the people within your lodge the people within your community your friends your family you look to them for courage and there are several ways to do this if you need courage to make a decision it might be prudent for you to approach uh, for example your spouse and express to to your spouse, this is what I'm trying to decide, and this is what's holding me back. You don't have to embark on these journeys and these decisions always by yourself. Now, granted, I encourage you to be decisive and and live a life that where uncertainty is not dominating. Try to make decisions swiftly but wisely. But very often, there are moments in which just making a decision by ourselves is not the correct thing to do. We need to go outside of ourselves and circumspect. Look around at the people that are part of our support network. Freemasonry provides something that I, I really appreciate, and it's that, that, that brotherly love, that help from a brother. Not only, uh, and I'm not referring to financial help, Sometimes what you need is someone to listen to your ideas and help you make decisions or someone that is going to give you advice from their previous uh, experiences. So looking around at those people that are close to you within the fraternity or within your family, within your uh, circle of friends can help you overcome the fear and be courageous in your decision making. If you are an officer within the lodge, uh, you know that there are challenges that every lodge faces, whether it is a financial uh, challenge or decision that needs to be made, whether it is some sort of disharmony within the lodge. Those are things that have to be dealt with swiftly, but not alone. As brothers, we, we are to unite and come up with a a good way of solving problems of this nature. And it's not always easy 
to uh, make a financial decision for the lodge or to make a decision that deals with disharmony within the lodge. Because usually this requires some form of confrontation. Not in the sense of a fight, but actually facing what the problem is, addressing it in, in a civilized manner, and dealing with it swiftly. Whether it's something related to financials or to the harmony of the lodge, these are things that, if left unattended, if ignored, they can be insidious. They can be, they can grow exponentially and cause more harm than we can even imagine. And a good leader within the within the within the lodge needs to be courageous enough to actually make decisions, often unpopular decisions, but needs to be courageous enough to face the problem and make the decisions. And as this step uh, illustrate, looking around is sometimes important. Look for other leaders within the within your district or other leaders within the lodge in order for you to make a decision that's going to be for the betterment of the craft, for the betterment of the lodge and the community. Number four, the next place to look for courage is looking ahead. Prospection or foresight. What things motivate us to achieve something? Sometimes you need to look into the future and try to imagine your ideal self or your ideal business, your ideal relationship or the ideal uh, status of your lodge. Looking ahead is another way to find courage. How? If you can see yourself as that self-actualized individual, or perhaps you envision your business in the way that you want it to materialize, that gives you courage because that's something that you really want. And you, by looking into the future, looking ahead at how things could be, it's a great motivator. Knowing where you are is very important as well. But when you look ahead, you have that additional vision. Looking ahead allows you to, when you actually do circumspect and you look around yourself for support, you're able to share with them your vision. How crucial it is for the Worshipful Master to, when he has a vision for the Lodge, for him to share it with those around him. It is a great motivator in, in many levels, but one of the ways in which it motivates them, it helps them subscribe to that vision. That's one of the reasons why having a business vision and a mission is so important. When your business has a vision, you're able to see ahead into what the ideal status of that entity is. And don't limit yourself to doing this only for your business or for your department. This also applies to personal relationships. Imagine if you're able to sit with your wife or your husband and you're able to sit and, and share what your vision for the family is. You can sit down and say something like, honey, you know, I really imagine ourselves traveling more or I really I can really see ourselves having a second home I can really see ourselves actually spending more time with family 
when you're able to share that vision, then you can motivate the people within the family. Your family unit actually becomes this, um, let's call it this army that's going to fight for that cause. The more specific your vision is, the more specific you are when you look ahead at what specifically do you want, the better you are. If you document that vision, the better the chances of you actually achieving it. For several reasons. Not only are you drawing a map for the journey that you're going to embark on, but you also have you're also designing the roadmap, uh, the the signs. When you have something written down and you're able to look at it periodically, you you rejuvenate that energy that you had when you initially conceptualized that vision. There's a scripture that I really like, and I usually resort to it whenever I, uh, whenever I am planning different projects. And per, pardon my pronunciation if I have it wrong, but it's uh, the book of Habakkuk 2, 2 from the international version. And it says, Then the Lord replied, Write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that the herald may run with it. When I read that, I think of writing your vision. And in other versions of the of the scripture, it actually says, write down the vision. I see it as a, as a reminder. You know, here God is telling this individual, write this vision down plainly and write it where you can see it. Because it serves as a reminder. It serves as that that motivator for you to stay on track. And I want to make a disclaimer here, um, and I know I've done this in the past. I use the scripture because I, this is the this is the great light that I am familiar with. If you actually have a different uh, religious view, I welcome if you have any contribution that's going to um, support the, the material that I am providing here. Um, but we can all certainly agree that the books of... Um, of spirituality have usually these nuggets that can help us improve ourselves and can remind us of the the lessons of life that that we can apply to become successful so if you look ahead returning to the to the point of looking ahead when you look ahead for courage you're doing so by envisioning or visualizing the the ultimate thing that you want to achieve and on the negative side, you can also look at what things you want to avoid. If you look at what things you want to avoid in the future, you can prepare now and you can make the right decisions now so that you, when you actually take your plan into action, you're able to mitigate the negative things that you're going to encounter. Perhaps you're able to reduce the impact of these obstacles when they present themselves. In Puerto Rico, where I was born and raised, we have an expression that says, Hombre precavido vale por dos. And it says, A prepared man is worth two men. And that is very true. If you're able to prepare yourself for this journey that you're going to embark on, for the decisions that you're going to make in the future, when those decisions arrive, you are going to be even stronger. The fifth and final place where you can look for courage is looking up. 
by looking up or looking at God or finding a connection uh, with our Creator is another way in which we can find courage. Regardless of what religion you follow, if any, when we look to connect with our great architect, we can find what through other people he has expressed to us. We can look at different promises that we can read on on the Bible, or we can look at different examples of others, other people's lives and use that as fuel for our, for our development or for achieving different things. So when you look up and you connect, you are able to have more courage and more strength. Now think of the power of the five steps that I have shared with you here. When you use them, in combination with each other. You have the courage of looking at the past, courage of looking inside of you, the courage of of sharing with others, the courage of having a vision, and the courage of having the blessing of God. Imagine the things that you could achieve if you actually apply all those five concepts when you're making your next decision. Prepare yourself for another installment of Masonic Conspiracies by Robert Johnson from Whence Came You Podcast. Hey, Brother Robert Johnson here bringing you another Masonic Conspiracy. Traveling to Denver? Well, be aware that if you're traveling by air, you're probably flying into the largest alien government underground base with runways shaped into swastikas and murals painting the world's future, all funded by the Freemasons. Or maybe not. According to several websites and hokey news sites, the Freemasons funded Denver's International Airport and that they made the runways in a pattern of a swastika. In addition, underneath the Denver Airport is a secret UFO military base, which is described as a concentration camp of sorts. The murals painted throughout the Great Hall, which is what these websites claim is a representation of a room in every lodge, has murals depicting the great tragedies of the world and also images of the coming New World Order. All this is speculated behind the Masonic marker, which is at the airport. In reality, the marker is just a marker for a time capsule, which is to be opened in the year 2094. If you want to see pictures of the runway at the Denver International Airport, the mural and everything that Brother Johnson mentioned in this segment of Masonic Conspiracies, head over to thewindingstairs.com forward slash 005. These are the show notes where you will also find uh, detailed descriptions of everything you've heard here, plus links to different websites, including that of Brother Robert Johnson's podcast called Whence Came You? I invite you to listen to his podcast if you haven't done so yet. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, any other means that you have of listening to the podcast. Make sure you also subscribe to our podcast, The Winding Stairs, and you can do so through any of your favorite podcast downloading uh, programs or applications. And if you have an opportunity, go to iTunes and give us a rating let us know what you think about the program there. Make sure you share it with your friends and family, as many of you have done already. 
In particular, I want to thank a few brothers for participating in the research for this episode regarding courage. They gave their point of view through facebook.com forward slash Masonic Fundraiser. Um, if you haven't liked this page yet, please visit it. Uh, you'll have links to all of these things that I have mentioned uh, thus far at thewindingstairs.com forward slash 005. This episode of The Winding Stairs is brought to you in part by audible.com with a selection of over 10,000 different books. If you are like me and you're listening to this program, it's probably because you are a person that wants to improve yourself. Did you know that the average person reads five books a year? The average subscriber to audible.com listens to three times that on average 17 different books in a year. Imagine multiplying the amount of information that you're consuming with the convenience of audiobooks. If you want to learn more, visit thewindingstairs.com forward slash audible for a free 30-day trial. You'll have one book that you can download for free and listen at your convenience. I would suggest Mastery by Robert Greene. This is a book that I am personally reading at the moment, and it deals with certain things that we can identify as uh, Freemasons, or if you're interested in learning about Freemasonry, there are a few things uh, featured in this book, including apprenticeship, time spent as a master, among other things. Visit thewindingstairs.com forward slash audible. In conclusion, I want to thank you once again for listening to the show. I invite you to think of anything that at the moment you are thinking of doing and you haven't done so for whatever reason. Is it a matter of courage? Do you need a little bit more courage in order to embark on your new adventure? If so, apply the, the things that we shared in this episode. Hopefully you have found them edifying. Make sure you share them with your friends and family and join me again next time as we continue our journey up the winding stairs.